0: Hey everyone, welcome to the Preacher Chick Podcast. I am Stacy, the Preacher Chick, and today is day 262 of reading the Bible together every day this year. Today we are reading John 9 and 10, and we'll also read Psalm 107. Let's just jump right in. As he was passing by, he saw a man blind from birth. His disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Neither this man nor his parents sin, Jesus answered. This came about so that God's, work might, God's works might be displayed in him. We must do the works of him who sent me while it is day. Night is coming when no one can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. I think that this is one of those things that um, we in our human nature want to have um, an explanation for everything. Um, And so, well, somebody did something wrong or that wouldn't be that way. And the reality is that um, ailments of any kind, blindness, deafness, um, disabilities, sicknesses, diseases exist because sin does exist in the world, but it's not necessarily a direct reflection of personal sin. So um, anyway, let's get busy doing the work, right? That's what Jesus is saying. After he said these things, he spit on the ground. There he goes spitting again. Made some mud from the saliva and spread the mud on his eyes. Go, he told him, wash in the pool of Siloam, which means scent. So he left, washed, and came back seeing. His neighbors and those who had seen him before as a beggar said, Isn't this the one who used to sit begging? Some said, He's the one. Others were saying, No, but he looks like him. He kept saying, I'm the one. So they asked him, then how were your eyes opened? He answered, the man called Jesus made mud, spread it on my eyes and told me, go to Siloam and wash. When I went, So when I went and washed, I received my sight. Where is he? They asked. I don't know, he said. They brought the man who used to be blind to the Pharisees. The day that Jesus made the mud and opened his eyes was, guess what, friends, it was a Sabbath. Then the Pharisees asked him again how he received his sight. He put mud on my eyes. He told them, I washed and I can see. Some of the Pharisees said, this man is not from God because he doesn't keep the Sabbath. But others were saying, how can a sinful man perform such signs? And there was a division among them. Again, they asked the blind man, what do you say about him since he opened your eyes? He's a prophet, he said. The Jews did not believe this about him, that he was blind and received sight until they summoned the parents of the one who had received his sight. They asked them, is this your son, the one you say was born blind? How then does he now see? We know this is our son and that he was born blind, his parents answered. But we don't know how he how how he now sees and we don't know who opened his eyes. Ask him. He's of age. In other words, like, dude, he's a grown up. Ask him. He can speak for himself. His parents said these things because they were afraid of the Jews, since the Jews had already agreed that if anyone confessed him as the Messiah, he would be banned from the synagogue. This is why his parents said, he's of age, ask him. So a second time they summoned the man who had been blind and told him, give glory to God. We know that this man is a sinner. He answered, whether or not he's a sinner, I don't know. One thing I do know, I was blind and I now can see. Then they asked him, What did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? I already told you, he said, and you didn't listen. Why do you want to hear it again? You don't want to become his disciples too, do you? I can't help but think that there was a little bit of snark in this. Like it wasn't like, Are you want, you want to become his disciple too? I don't think it was like that. I think it was personally, there's no proving this, okay? But I think it was more like, want to become his disciple too, do you? Kind of a thing. Anyway, they ridiculed him. You're the man's disciple, but we're Moses's disciples. We know that God has spoken to Moses, but this man, we don't know where he's from. This is an amazing thing, the man told him. You don't know where he's from, and yet he opened my eyes. We know that God doesn't listen to sinners, but if anyone is God-fearing and does his will, he listens to him. Throughout history, no one has ever heard of someone opening the eyes of a person born blind. If this man were not from God, he wouldn't be able to do anything. You were born entirely in sin, they replied, and are you trying to teach us? Then they threw him out. Jesus heard that they had thrown the man out, and when he found him, he asked him, Do you believe in the Son of Man? Who is he, sir, that I might believe in him? He asked. Jesus answered, You've seen him. In fact, He's the one speaking with you. I believe, Lord, he said, and he worshiped him. Jesus said, I came into this world for judgment in order that those who do not see will see and those who do see will become blind. Some of the Pharisees who were with him heard these things and asked him, we aren't blind too, are we? If you were blind, Jesus told them, you wouldn't have sinned. But now that you say, we see, your sin remains. Truly, I tell you, anyone who doesn't enter the sheep pen by the gate but climbs in another way is a thief and a robber. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens it for him, and the sheep hear his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought all his own outside, he goes ahead of them. The sheep will follow him because they know his voice. They will never follow a stranger. Instead, they will run away from him because they don't know the voice of strangers. Jesus gave them this figure of speech, but they did not understand what he was telling them. Jesus said again, Truly I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the gate. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will come in and go out and find pasture. A thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come so that they may have life and have it in abundance. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand, since he is not sh- uh, since he is not the shepherd and doesn't own the sheep, leaves them and runs away when he sees a wolf coming. The wolf then snatches and scatters them. This happens because he's a hired hand and doesn't care about the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me. Just as the father knows me and I know the father, I lay down my life for the sheep. But I have other sheep that are not from this sheep pen. I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice. Then there will be one flock, one shepherd. This is why the Father loves me, because I lay down my life, so that I may take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down on my own. I have the right to lay it down, and I have the right to take it up again. I have received this command from my Father. Again, the Jews were divided because of these words. Many of them were saying, He has a demon, and he's crazy. Why do you listen to him? Others were saying, these aren't the words of someone who is demon-possessed. Can a demon open the eyes of the blind? Okay, so sheep pen, all this and this. Look, Jesus came for the whole world. So while he came to the Jews, he came for everyone. Um, and the reality is the Jews, generally speaking, have rejected him as the Messiah. But the door is open for anyone. Jew, or Gentile, as scripture puts it, or non-Jew, those of us who are not um, parts of the descendants of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. But he came for all. Um, Then the festival of dedication took place in Jerusalem, and it was winter. Jesus was walking in the temple in Solomon's colonnade. The Jews surrounded him and asked, How long are you going to keep us in suspense? If you're the Messiah, tell us plainly. I did tell you, and you don't believe, Jesus answered them. The works that I do in my Father's name testify about me, but you don't believe me because you are not of my sheep. My sheep hear my voice. I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they will never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. A lot of people like to use that verse um, or this, this as a group of verses to speak to, um, the theology that, um, once saved, all they saved. But just because someone can't be snatched from the hand of God doesn't mean that someone can't walk away from the hand of God. So I think that's important. It says, my father who has given them to me is greater than all. No one is able to snatch them out of the father's hand. I and the father are one. Your faith can't be stolen by anyone else or taken away by anyone else, but you can let it go you can turn away from it. Um, Again, the Jews picked up rocks to stone him. Jesus replied, I've shown you many good works from from the father for which of these works are you stoning me? We aren't stoning you for a good work, the Jews answered, but for blasphemy because you, being a man, make yourself God. Jesus answered them, isn't it written in your law? I said, you are God's. If he called those whom the word of God came to, came to God's and the scripture cannot be broken, Do you say you are blaspheming to the one the Father set apart and sent into the world because I said I'm the Son of God? If I'm not doing my Father's work, don't believe me. But if I am doing them and you don't believe me, believe the works. This way you will know and understand that the Father is in me and I in the Father. Then they were trying again to seize him, but he eluded their grasp. So he departed again across the Jordan to the place where John had been baptizing earlier, and he remained there. Many came to him and said, John never did a sign, but everything John said about this man was true, and many believed in him there. Okay, and now for Psalm 107. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His faithful love endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord proclaim that he has redeemed them from the power of the foe and has gathered them from the lands, from the east and the west, from the north and the south. Some wandered in the desolate wilderness, finding no way to a city where they could live they were hungry and thirsty their spirits failed within them then they cried out to the lord in their trouble and he rescued them from their distress he led them by the right path to a go to a city where they could live let them give thanks to the lord for his faithful love and his wondrous works are for all humanity for he has satisfied the thirsty and filled the hungry with good things others sat in darkness and gloom prisoners in cruel chains because they rebelled against god's commands and despised the counsel of the most high He broke their spirits with hard labor. They stumbled and there was no one to help. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble. He saved them from their distress. He brought them out of darkness and gloom and broke their chains apart. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his faithful love and his wondrous works for all humanity. For he has broken down the bronze gates and cut through the iron bars. Fools suffered affliction because of their rebellious ways and their iniquities. They loathed all food and came near the gates of death Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble. He saved them from their distress. He sent his word and healed them. He rescued them from the pit. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his faithful love and his wondrous works for all humanity. Let them offer sacrifices of thanksgiving and announce his works with shouts of joy. Others went to sea in ships conducting trade on the vast water. They saw the Lord's works, his wondrous works in the deep. He spoke and raised a stormy wind that stirred up the waves of the sea, rising up to the sky, sinking down to the depths, their courage melting away in anguish. They reeled and staggered like a drunkard, and all their skill was useless. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he brought them out of their distress. He stilled the storm to a whisper, and the waves of the sea were hushed. They rejoiced when the waves grew quiet. Then he guided them to the harbor they longed for. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his faithful love and his wondrous works for all humanity. Let them exalt him in the assembly of the people and praise him in the council of the elders. He turns rivers into desert springs, into thirsty ground and fruitful land into salty wasteland because of the wickedness of its inhabitants. He turns a desert into a pool, dry land into springs. He causes the hungry to settle there and they establish a city where they can live. They sow fields and plant vineyards that yield a fruitful harvest. He blesses them and they they multiply greatly. He does not let their livestock decrease. When they are diminished and are humbled by cruel oppression and sorrow, he pours contempt on nobles and makes them wander in a trackless wasteland. But he lifts the needy out of their suffering and makes their families multiply like flocks. The upright see it and rejoice and all injustice shuts its mouth. Let whoever is wise pay attention to these things and consider the Lord's acts of faithful love. And that is our reading for today, friends. Come back tomorrow as we continue to read the Bible together every day this year. See you then.